Let's clap our hands. Let's rejoice. Let's worship in the presence of God. Amen. Oh, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the fire. like I have. So I want to sing and praise my Lord. Our God is tremendous. His strength never faileth. Amen. Let's just sing this song. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. Oh, and he hears me. Yes, he helps me.
What a wonderful song. He came down from his glory and gave us the victory. It's not our victory, it's his victory. It's not our battle, it's his battle. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's just sing, uh, as we just maybe turn the order of the service a little bit. When I come into his presence, I humble myself for what he's done for me.
Thank you that we could come before a holy God. Thank you, Lord, that we could come before your presence, Lord Jesus. Bring our licks of fire, oh God. We bless your holy name, Lord. So you just turn to prayer, maybe Brother Jonas, if you can come in the service in a word of prayer. It's good to have you home. There's no prayer requests, but I'm sure that each one has a need. Just believe all things are possible to them to that believe. Amen. Brother Jonas, if you can come. Come into your presence, Lord, remembering what you have done for us, Lord Jesus. But we can say we're not the same anymore, Lord. You have changed us, Father. We're so grateful for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Father, to come to the Most High Being, Lord. Father, that we can humble ourselves, not because what anything we have done, but you have done it all, Father, at Calvary, Lord. We want to give you praise this morning. We want to worship you this morning. We give you adoration, Father, for you're wonderful, Lord. You're the mighty God. You're the great I am, Lord. You're my Savior. You're everyone's Savior here, Lord Jesus. Father, may we just express ourselves, Lord, and give you praise, Father. Lord, we want to just worship you this morning, Lord. You deserve all the glory and all the honor, Father. Father, we commit this service into your hands, Lord. We commit our brother who's going to be ministering this morning into your hands, Father. Set everything aside, Lord Jesus, to find your will for the service, Lord, and may you use him, Father. Take him aside, Lord. May not thoughts of man come forth, but may your Holy Spirit speak through him, Lord. We thank you for it already, Lord, Father, because that's, what we, that's why we come, Father, is to hear your word, Lord. It's nice to have fellowship with the brothers and the sisters, but, Father, we want to hear from you, Father. We want to set ourselves aside. We want to open our hearts to receive from you, Father. Take away any tiredness which is here, Father. Take away any bad thoughts which are trying to hinder us to receive from you, Lord Jesus. We commit ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, this morning. If there's any needy in this building, Father, anyone streaming, may you heal them, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we commit ourselves once more to you, and we give you all the praise. Be with us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. welcome Sister Cindy Walters visiting from Brother Barry Coffey's church. Uh, Sister Sherry's wrote that note in. Maybe you could stand, Sister. We can gre- greet you and welcome you. Amen. We have a Brother Victor Ademwanitmi from Nigeria. He'll be staying and uh, studying at University of Canada West. He'll be staying here, so I don't know where you're, Brother. M- amen. Welcome. You can stand. We can welcome you. Welcome to the church. God bless you. Good to have you. Let's just sing the goodness of God. Sister Sharon Lumami has a special. Maybe she can come and get ready for the special. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me.
Lord this morning. Just return the service over the Tom. We're going to try to sing this blood. We're going to try to sing that song. So we invite Brother Tom to come to bring the word. Where there's a deep calling, there's a deep to respond. Amen. There is a blood that caused the light that paid my way. Death is pride. And when it flowed down from the cross, I see.
pray. What can wash away our sins, Lord? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. What can make me whole again? And we can testify as the redeemed of God. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so, Father, as we've come to your house this resurrection morning, Lord, to lift up that holy name, to glorify the King of glory, to see you high and lifted up, Lord. Thank you for a message that has come, that has made this book alive to us, Lord. Not a dead letter, but a living word, living in a people, living in your bride. So, Father, we just pray for all those that are joined with us on the Internet. We just pray, Lord, that the presence of God that is not only here, but would be in their room. And as we will look into your eternal word and enjoy food from the master's table, I pray you'll break the bread of life to each and every one that has joined with us this morning. Father, we thank you again for your presence. We ask that now you open the word to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. Nice to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Nice to see everybody in their places. And We've got a few announcements I'd like to make. Uh, did I lose that paper already? Brother James Nuvanabundi. I did it. We'll be speaking on Wednesday. We're looking forward to Brother James being here. And uh, Brother Tim will then be taking the next Sunday. Brother Murphy and I and Brother Timothy Anatoko will be going to the Philippines for a couple of weeks, just short of a couple of weeks. And we will be back. And I uh, solicit Brother Murphy and Brother Timothy your prayers, and uh, we'll, uh, by the grace of God, we'll come back looking like we are right now, and I uh, feel very privileged and honored to be able to take ministers. We have some ministers' meetings lined up, different uh, churches. Brother Murphy will be going one way, I'll be going another way, and I'll just bring Brother Timothy wherever he likes, and we'll look forward to that blessed time, Brother Timothy. First of all, I'd like to thank you all for your uh, thoughtfulness of your giving. Um, I don't say it often, and I know over the years we don't say too much about it. But we had Brother Vernon here from the, uh, from the Philippines in November, I believe, or I was there in November, they were here later. And then, of course, our brother Stephen Ibali Bali was here. Your giving... Um, was wonderful. I want to thank you for that. Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot to them, and it means a lot to, to me to know that as Brother Biscoe has been such a mentor and such a father of the gospel and has given so much to this gospel, to see young men now that are no longer students, but now they're men that, that labor in the workforce and they give their tithes, their offerings, and then give their giving to missions and, and needs and ministry that allows us then to travel. I want to thank you for your generosity and um, for all that you do. I know it's a sacrifice. We have, this, we have the church here, of course, that, that runs and operates. We have a school, and we also have a camp. And it all comes from one big pond. 
and there's three straws and there's only so much in the pond and we know that and you've given much and I want to thank you for your generosity of your giving. You can't outgive God. Uh, I, uh, you know me, I'm just sometimes emotional, sometimes not. Some, I walk around my little home and for a man who had nothing, I came to this gospel. And I think of what God has given back. I've given everything that I've ever had. And I've never thought that I've ever wanted anything back. But you can't outgive God. And I look around and, and, I, and I see you as my fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters in the faith that, that I was rejected. And here I am, a little bit older, and those wounds or scars, whatever, they're there, but that's okay. But you've been such a, a blessing. And uh, you mean everything to me. And I thank you for your faithfulness. After the service, we'd like to have prayer for our students and teachers for next, this year coming up. I had the privilege of having the first family devotion of the school. And uh, brother, brother Malcolm told me I could take to 12.30, but I, I took my liberty, and all of a sudden there's a brother in the back saying, Dad, it's time to quit. Oh, that was Mike. Sorry, I gave it away. <laughs> but we love what God's doing through our teachers. Brother Kim, obviously you've been in our prayers. What you've given for my children. And there's your learn. God has other men that come up behind to help hold up arms. And see our children not in a perverted atmosphere. Uh, I, I, I went, you know, I guess I could say it. I had that blessed time with Brother, Brother David Combo in Boston. And the brothers go there every year for the missions meeting, my, I was there just a couple weeks ago for special meetings. I can actually say I went to Harvard. So don't you, don't you challenge me anymore. <laughs> or, and I went to MIT. So the, you can ask, well, did you go, what, what university did you go to? Harvard? And MIT, brightest minds. But even in the brightest of minds, and that's why I'm going to speak a little bit on the mind of God. His mind, his redemption, will be my title. We have to walk through these halls. These are brilliant men. These are men and women that are PhDs. And, but they're wearing skirts. Painted nails. Men, not women. This is your future. Or I should say, this is the future. If that's what's going to lead the next generation, they're in trouble even though they have the brightest of minds. They're twisted. You say, well, that is a biased uh, bias statement. Well, I, they call me twisted, so one twist is as good as another. But they're mentally twisted, and I, I know they don't even understand it, but then giving themselves over to a spirit. 
And I so appreciate the teachers and the principal and the mothers and the fathers that support our children to give them a godly atmosphere to go forward in this weird world that we're facing. And it has gone indeed weird. Parent involvement, I said, is so important. And I, and I made a statement regarding my mom every sports day and every day that was there. My dad couldn't be there, of course. Dads are the breadwinners. But, you know, in our small town that I grew up with, my, my dad was in the meat business, so they gave the school free, free wieners. I hate wieners. That's why we don't have wieners at camp. <laughs> But he gave a, the, the school wieners, the company did, and then, then we had a family in the church that were bakers, so they gave free buns, and one of our good friends owned the crush company that made pop, so we got free pop, everything was donated, and the school had the best equipment for a little school that you could get. We might not have that, but we've got mom and dads, and grandpas and grandpas, grandmas and grandpas, that support you, teachers all year round in our prayers and in our love and in our giving so that you can have a school. That school does not pay for itself. I want you to know that. You should know that. That is, that is an extension of the church, but we, that school needs as much help as possible whether it be in prayer or in your financial giving. And we want to support it in all that we can. I want to thank the brothers that have continued in a prayer meeting. And the family prayer meeting that we missed, and Joanne said, well, we were traveling on the plane, honey, we missed the family prayer meeting tonight. I said, well, we're on the king's business. I'll understand. I want you to know that the testimony of those prayer meetings have gone around the world. I've heard from pastors from all over this world that have heard the testimonies of the healing and the salvation of our prodigals, healing bodies. It means so much. So collectively, sometimes on a Monday night, there might be 30, 40 but I want you brothers to know and you sisters and families that have gathered so faithfully over the last couple of years. It's been really a, a, not just the backbone of the church, but it starts to collectively, cohesively bind this church together as a family. And for that, I'm eternally grateful to you for that. And so God bless you. Thank you for your prayers and prayer meetings that will continue as we will be out and overseas and trust that God give these precious brothers words that will feed your soul. And I know they will. I love them. They're gifts to us. Each one in particular so different. Each one is unique. Normally over the years and a few last years, we have not had that at many minister visits as such you have a five-fold ministry within this assembly and we've been blessed with that and uh, this year has been a, 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 a great year of having different brothers through and in October over the Canadian Thanksgiving we will be having brother David McGeary
pastor in Bedford, Texas. Grace, I know you know that name. And God bless you. And uh, we'll have a wonderful weekend that weekend. And that will be announced, I believe, the Sunday before I get home. Or the Sunday I do get home. So I think those are all the announcements. And, and uh, this is our Sunday. This is your day. This is the Lord's day. This is the bride's day. This is a day we can rejoice in the great goodness of the grace of God. So if you don't mind, let's stand to our feet. A number of scriptures I, I would like to make reference to. I'd like to turn to Colossians, please. Colossians chapter 1. And you say, well, Brother Tom, uh, there's... There's... Um, Scriptures that you've used before and, and you've re- used them over the years and I'm sure that we will use them again because they're, the word is eternal. And um, so if you hear a quote that's the same or a scripture that's the same, just say, ah, I know that. But Lord, not only do I want to know that, I want to live that. And so, God bless you. Jonas, it's always nice to see you back. God bless you. You're not supposed to be there. You have a baby now, right? So you're not there anymore. I got it. Okay. Everybody in their places. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible reads, Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints. Now, we have to read this scripture, and we realize Paul wrote this over almost 2,000 years ago. And we can read it as though it's, it was written today. It was written yesterday for you, Brother George, and your family. Paul is writing here, Even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints, to whom God made known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Let's just read that verse 27 together, please. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's pray. Father, we've read your word. We're just praying now, Lord, that you'll take the uh, revelation of it, Lord, and strike our hearts and reveal it to us, Lord, and take your word, Lord. May we tuck something deep within our hearts today. Lord, different deliveries, but the word is the word of the living God. We want you to be magnified. We want to, Lord, go into the background that you will come into the foreground and that you would be seen, Lord, before our living people as the living God. Commit now the service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Brother Branham, in, in very various ways and different times, visited different places, and because of that visitation, had very um, impacted, or maybe be, or he would weave that uh, part of his service. And many of you can remember the time when he talked about that uh, 
machine shop and the magnet and the, and the shavings on the ground. And you think, wow, does a prophet actually see those things? <laughs> he did. He saw it and he made it spiritual. And he, and he told us, he said, the aluminum doesn't get magnetized. Only that which can be magnetized gets lifted up by the great magnet. And we realize that, that we're talking about a rapture and only those that are the seed gene of God will get pulled up by the great magnet in the sky. And those affected his, his messages. And I guess me going to higher learning institutions and maybe that caused me to <laughs> preach on this subject on the mind of Christ. Because these were supposed to be the brightest minds. These are what I was told, and these are the bright people. But I, I thought I'd give you a couple of facts, really, what's happening. Um, and um, I guess maybe this is for me, for to you, to stay focused. Okay? Um, you know, they say that you know, these guys get locked in. When they get locked in, I was talking to Brother David Combo, and Brother David Combo is a very brilliant man, but he's a very brilliant man in Christ. And um, really, I see sometimes he's... I, 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 if he hears this tape, Brother David, please forgive me. You're the worst driver on the planet. Uh, my, my, my wife can attest to it, and I think my son even, been whatever. But... The re- I'm going to give it to him because he's brilliant because he, I, I guess they get locked into thought. That, might, that would be the ex- only excuse that I could have, Brother David. For, please forgive me. But I know you're a deep thinker and you're a deep think and whatever. His, he, he's into gene therapy and all. Uh, you know, they make, uh, what did they, molecules. They make the molecules in um, China and they freeze them. How do you freeze a molecule? Tell me. I know everybody here is so brilliant, you'll understand what I'm saying. So they freeze the molecule and they put it in a certain package and then they ship it to Vancouver. They ship it to America and it goes through customs and it gets to their lab and they take that molecule and then when they throw that molecule up wherever it goes, they start adding these certain proteins and so forth to it and sometimes that protein can't enter it. He was just, I'm just repeating what he's telling me. So you can understand how lost I was. And, and he's telling me, you know, and he says, if we shoot this protein in this way, it doesn't penetrate. And, but if we take it from a different angle, we try that way and we find, oh, that works and that adheres to it. But then your body has within it microphages and different things like that that attack everything that comes in the body. And I said, wow, that's, that was, that's higher than my grade 12 science class. And so they, they are bright minds, and they have brilliant minds. And, and then I started to just look up facts of minds and the way people think today. And um, this is not really that impressive. Uh, he impressed, Brother Combo impressed me, but what the facts are, and it's called the facts in case you missed them. According to research, our attention span has marked markedly decreased in the last 15 years. In the year 2000, your attention span... See, some of you are already looking at your nails and you know, doing your thing already. See? I lost them already. Let's go. Let's pray and go home. Hmm? It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, some of you are looking around the room. I, I notice you. 
especially those people upstairs. I mean, their heads are turned like this way. I am here. I don't know what they're looking at, your hairstyle. I don't know. Maybe they're wondering what you put in your hair. But this, these are just facts in case you missed them. That's what it's titled here. According to research, our attention span has markedly decreased in just 15 years. In the year 2000, it was 12 seconds. Two. <laughs> 12 seconds. See, Michael's writing down something right now. And that was less than 12 seconds. <laughs> or is he writing that down? <laughs> writing that down. Okay. Now, 15 years later, it shrunk to 8.25 seconds. Tension span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're smiling at me. Look at me. But I don't know what you're thinking. These, <laughs> so these are scientific facts. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. So there's not Tom Ray facts. So you can't fact check me. Okay. Go, go to, you can go Google, I guess you can fact check that. In fact, scientists reckon we now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. Ah, you say that's impossible. This is not my study. So your attention span has reduced to 8.25 seconds. Where a goldfish, they can hold its attention for nine I'm saying all this so you'll pay attention. That means, as marketers, they're trying to... They can sell to a goldfish better than they can the people. Human beings are very, very forgetful. 25% of the teens forget major details of close friends and relatives. 7% of the people forget their own birthday. I was just with a brother who just did that. From time to time, studies have suggested that each week, 39% of Americans will forget one basic piece of information and lose one every day. We're also easily distracted. The average office worker will check their email inbox. Are we ready? This is where it's really coming to home. And don't look at me so piously. Workers, the average office worker checks their emails 30 times. Every hour. Yep, that's what they said. That's checking it every two minutes. And will pick up their phones, for you that pick up your phones and walk around and hit the wall. Nobody here does that, right? Nobody here walks in a room with their phone in their hand. I thought you were walking in a room to see me or a brother. But apparently your phone's more important. It's not really. So they say you will pick up your phones 50. 1,500 times a week, amounting to three hours and 16 minutes a day. What about browsing online? Boy, you're, this is a real amen. Everybody's really getting serious thinking, well, when did the last time I checked? Well, you're here. 
Hope you've hung up your phones before you came in. <laughs> what about browsing online? On the average web page, users will read at most 28% of the words during their visit, with 20% more likely with little expectation. The average page visit is less than a minute, and they leave the web page within 20 seconds. The good news is that there's still ways to hold attention. I'm trying to find that right now. Research suggests that pages with a, a, a clear, valued proposition are able to hold people's attention much longer. So then if you find a page that actually you're interested in, that's the page that will hold your attention. So then their talk picks were, and then they go into their navigation and messages. He said, when you're email or texting people, if you want to keep their attention, keep it short and sweet. Don't get into long emails. How many of you get three-page emails here? I'm the only one. Honest one? Really? Yep, two. Okay. Maybe there's three or four of us here. I don't even look at them. Because I, don't, I, I'll, I shouldn't say I don't look at them. I look at them when I have time. So that might be within a week. They say the best way to send an email is to keep it short, keep it sweet, and keep it to the point. Attention is lost quickly. They have gone into studies of children and found that that the movies that they create, scene changes now. How many ever heard, um, how many ever, I don't even know how to say this because then it exposes yourself. I was in the world, so I saw movies. (laughs) So how many ever saw a John Wayne movie? They rode a horse for 20 minutes. I mean, the cheapest, you can make a movie the cheapest, whatever. And then they show the other guy, and then they show the other guy, and they show the other guy, and finally, 20 minutes later, they're in town. They can't show those to children anymore because children can't have that, they don't have that attention span. They need a scene change between five and seven seconds. So when they're shooting something, you'll notice they change it like this. They try and keep the storyline, but keep it because the, the attention spans are being lost. What Satan is doing is destroying the minds of the people. So we can give you basic uh, fundamental statistics. And you say, well, that could be interesting for some. And others say, well, that doesn't applicable to me. That's, the point of the matter is, Satan in Satan's Eden is trying to distract you from the word. Because the word, it takes study, it takes time, it takes effort to pick a book up or to listen to a tape and to pray and study and digest it and let it become a part of you. But because society is moving in such a manner and fragmented way, it's trying to fragment your mind. 
And thus, my subject, his mind is redemption. He doesn't change his mind. God's mind's not fragmented. God's mind's with purpose, intent. And with that purpose and intent, and as we'll go through the scriptures, I trust you can stay with me maybe at least an hour. I've used 10 minutes of that time. Brother Bram said, in the greatest battle ever fought, God's training us for this great battle. And where is the greatest battle ever fought? Everybody knows. The mind. And that's the subject. God is training for this great battle. Matthew 24 said, he said, and Daniel said, there would be a time of trouble such as never like on the earth before. He said, we're living in that time when culture and education and things smother over the word of God. So I'm just, I was just trying to lay a little bit of factual foundation, but because of that fact, those kinds of facts, what Satan is really trying to do is smother your mind. Get your mind distracted from the very thought of God. And only the thoughts of God are eternal, and only those thoughts count. Every other thought outside the word of God does not count. The message that we are privileged to preach is the perfect word of God. Now you say, well, Brother Tom, that's a very strong statement. Let me make it a little bit stronger. The word that came through Malachi 4 is the only word that's going to put you in a rapture. Is that getting a little stronger? Can I, can I keep on going that way? People, demons, people you knew try to weaken you by their simple little peanut brain thoughts over the thought of God where he stands present with a prophet and they try to make it mean nothing. It is everything. This message is everything. Listen to me, young people. You won't have a marriage outside of this, way, this message. I, I, okay, I, I, okay I'll, I'm looking right here. Your, your marriage, your relationships will go nowhere without this message. You're seeing people today divorcing after 27 years, 30 years. You think, well, you've gone 30 years. What are you thinking? But it's now being put in your minds. Those are news feeds going, what's that trying to do? Weaken you. But whatsoever God put together, no devil, no spirit will break it apart. We're in a warfare, and the warfare is for your mind. 
And that's why the end of his ministry, he preaches, mighty God unveiled before us. Unveiling of God. And he takes Philippians 2 and 5. And he says, let this mind. Let this mind. That was in Christ. Being you. Who thought it was not robbery. That this mystery would be unveiled. Not church. Not Cloverdale Bible Way. Not a building. You. You. Individually. We want to get down to where you're at. God is training you, Hannah. To be a mother above all mothers. He's training you, Joseph. To be a husband of all husbands. Amen. We need to take it maybe. Uh, people say, well, we've got to have marriage seminars to keep people together. And so family, husbands will love their wives more. I'll tell you one person that will make you love your wives more. And his name's called Jesus Christ. What I tell you to do or what any minister says, well, if you do this and send chocolates and send flowers, we know all that. Um, Do we? (laughs) But your relationship with Jesus Christ, your love for him will make you love her more. And her love for Jesus will make her love you more. That's your marriage seminar. And if you want to pay 50 bucks, here it goes. That was free. Free. So now listen to me. Gossip will not keep your marriage together. It will fragment it. Because it's fragmented thoughts that try to break the mind of God. Gossip is of the devil. Oh, say, Brother Thomas, Sunday morning, got to have some deep thought. That's a deep thought because we still got that demon around here. Husbands, there's only one person that you need to talk to about your wife. That's your wife. Wives, is everybody listening? Don't talk to any other woman about your husband. But your husband. Amen. 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 We, what? Did I get an amen in this corner? <laughs> I knew I would. What Satan's Eden tries to do is divide homes. If he can divide the home and break the back of motherhood and families... There will be no church. There will be no nation. There will be no country. And that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. And we're fighting that. We'll rebuke that. We'll stand against that. Whether this church goes down to 10, we'll still preach that. Let this mind 
that was in Christ being you, who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. And this mystery of Christ in you shall be made manifest at the end time. That's this time. If you put it down to another time, you're in trouble. We'll get into that. There will be a time of trouble like never before. Can you imagine the government, the governments, the heads of states are crazy. They can put me in jail for that. Go ahead. They're nuts. They're only out for themselves. Amen, amen, amen. Government, the prophet said, governments are of the devil. Yep. And so it doesn't matter what, which one do you want to pick? You want to go Korea? I didn't hear an amen on that one. The point that I, I made a few years ago, which I'm ashamed that I even have to say it, the morals of Russia are greater than the morals of America. But they're still all terrible. Murderers. Don't, 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 don't. I'm not here supporting, let, let me tell you that. Don't get me wrong there. But don't you look to government officials. Brother Bram said at one place, you know, I don't even pray for America no more. She spurned the gospel. You know who you need to pray for? Your pastor, the ministry, the church, one another, the body of Christ. Brother Ron Spencer, Brother Tim Pruitt, men of God that hold this banner high. You've had our brother Vernon here, and you've had our brother Stephen Ibali here, and you'll have brother Fred here. These are men that are called of God. And we want to support them with everything that we've got. We're living in that time where culture, education, and things smother the word of God. And got into reasonings and so forth. Listen, saints. I remember, I don't have, we don't hardly carry wallets anymore. But that one man, remember? Brother Briscoe, I think, tells the story. Billy, are you listening? Or did you wander just there? Mm-hmm. That was only 14 seconds. So let me just ask you a question. He says, he put, he says I'm going to put an offering in. $5. And devil says, you don't want to get $5. And so he says, yeah, I'm going to get $5. He says, no, I'm not going to get $5. He says, devil, you keep talking to me like that, I'm going to put my whole wallet in there. And what did he do? Really? He put the whole wallet in there. Oh, there you go. Show the devil which side you're on. You say, well, I can't give my tithing because I got this payment. You can afford not to give your tithing. You can't afford not to give your giving to missions. You can't afford that. But if you give all, he'll give you everything back. And you say, well, I'm, well, if I give money, I'm going to get money. Listen, as I told one brother when we did stewardship at the, at the camp years and years ago, he says, uh, you know, 
I always understood that if I gave the Lord a hundred bucks, I'm going to get a two hundred bucks. I said, really? I said, I don't even think that. Well, he said he's going to pour out the windows of heaven. Prove me. I said, I have. I have. I gave. He gave me a wife. I have. Couldn't have children. He gave me three boys. Come on. Don't look so carnal. Look to the spiritual. Forget culture. Get in the word. Hallelujah. You young ladies, you look for men of God. You don't look at their face and their good looks and their broad shoulders and that sure decays. Same as you women. Guys looking for women. It all decays. You know, these people that parade their flesh around and, 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 and they, their models and everything else, they pump themselves up with this. That's not the real people you see. And one day, they're going to be decrepit old people like me. Uh-huh. Very quickly, your youth goes. Uh-huh. That you think you're so strong. You think you're so handsome. You think you're so beautiful. That's your reasoning there. The only beauty is in Christ. Hallelujah. It's not in makeup. It's not in your gym building. Who are you looking at in the mirror anyway? Look at that six pack. Listen, I had a six pack. No, I didn't. Milko did. You say, but Brother Milko, yeah, he was a gymnast. He could do the Iron Cross on the rings. He was built tremendous. And everybody goes, wow. I still remember Milko. Love you for it. But here we are now, a little bit older, a little bit grayer, a little bit weaker. That's how fast it goes. But one day, because of Calvary, one day because of Calvary, the King of Glory put on the robe of flesh because in his mind was redemption. I'll redeem fallen man. I'll bring them back to the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Amen. What's in God's mind? Redemption. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by His infinite mercy. His child and forever. I am. You're fighting against Satan's Eden. But we, as men of God, will take that word. We'll take the scripture. And we will fight and we win. You take the word, you fight, you win. You dilute it, you just might as well throw your sword away. You add to it, you're dead in the water. Say what a prophet says. Do what a prophet did. People will justify their, their actions. I did this because of this. Just say what, say what the prophet say. Hmm? Uh, you don't know what the prophet said because you haven't been in the message. 
oh, you're in the message, but you got to get in the message. My. We're living in a time where culture and education thinks smother over the word of God, gets you into reason and so forth. So your battle, brother James, is right now. Who will stand? Good question. I am. If my brother don't go, I am. My sister don't go, I am. Mama don't go, I am. Ministry don't go, I am. If there's only one I am, who is it? Glory. Take that one, devil. We're going to stand against culture. We're going to stand against Laodicea. Stand against reason. Reason has got Eve in the garden. Reason. Reason. I preached on probably on my first messages I preached in the 80s. We're the most unreasonable people on the planet. Uh-huh. Because the bride's unreasonable. It's unreasonable that only Noah and his family is going in the ark. That's pretty unreasonable. Huh? Unreasonable. That all the animals of the world are going to come to an ark. That. Come on. Do you believe that? Yep. <laughs> How they got there? I don't know. Oh, it was continental shifts. Because all the continents were all together. So nobody had to cross the ocean to get there. Well, I know a grizzly bear that got into a place that wasn't there. I know a ram that got to a thicket that wasn't there. Uh-huh. Let's stay in that realm, folks. Get out of your reasoning realm. Get into spoken word realm. God can put elephants in here. Right to the moon if he wants to do it. God can do anything. So if he can do that to an elephant, what can he do for you? Let this mind, this mystery has been unveiled. Hallelujah. But are you doubting? Church, are you doubting? Are you doubting? Can you do all things through Christ Jesus? That strengthened us? Or you just want to hear a nice service? No. I want to know who I am. What the prophet said I am. Because he's only voicing what God's thinking of me. Because he needed a prophet to catch the thought of God to bring it to us. I love this. Probably one of my most favorite scriptures. I can't say that because I, then I read another one and say, that's my most favorite scripture. So my, can I say the whole Bible is my most favorite scripture? Amen. These words make Jesus lifting up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. I remember preaching that at the log church. The hour has come. Glorify thy son. That thy sons might glorify thee. Uh-huh. The hour has come. For the bride to come on display. The hour has come where we put the devil under our feet. The hour has come when families will walk together. The hour has come. Amen. Listen, if the devil has taken some of your territory and he's sitting in your easy chair right now, 
You know what you need to just to go over there? Say, devil, I'm listening to Brother Tom this morning, and I'm going to that easy chair, and I'm booting you out of my home. I'm not living with you, and you're not living with me. I claim my son, and he's my son. Yeah. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. The hour is coming now is. Jesus had to come to his position. Jesus knew exactly when he came to earth what his mission was. His mission, redemption. Oh, how I love him. How I adore him. My God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. When he was born in a manger, there were men that found the word in flesh. When he came to his ministry, there were men that found the word in flesh. And when it came to the end of the ages, when the Son of Man has come again, there are people on the face of the earth that believe the word is in flesh again. This day, this prophecy... It's being fulfilled in your ears. I I trust if I don't go off in too many steps, we'll get there. Brother Bram said in the first seal. And listening? Everybody listening? All right. Now, listen. uh, here's, here's, Here's something that's free for all teenagers and anybody that doesn't have any message books. Do we have, we have a printer in the office, right? And they can print any message book, right? There shouldn't be an excuse here that you don't have a message library in your home. Well, I get it on the iPad. I get it on that. There's nothing like handling something. There's nothing like underlining something and pondering that underlined. Oh, you say, well, I can underline on my iPad. So do I. I got it right here. See right here, right there, all colors, colors for certain subjects. But I also got this, and I, I wear out these before I wear out that. Anyways, that's free, like I said, it's free. It's free. I'd have a, I'd, I'd say to Brother Tim, Brother Tim, what message books do you send over to missions? What's a good foundation? What do we do? Well, I'd first start out with your own church age book. Get that one. We talked about that. Then I'd start, and I'd start going from 1965, things that are to be, rapture. I'd start going into doing God of service without his will. I'd start moving up the line there, recognizing your day in this message. Christ and Mr. God revealed, token message. I'd start, I'd start having your own collection. You know what I used to do? When I was a single boy, man, I guess 20, 21, yes, as a man. I'd take all my message books and put it on my queen-size bed. That was the only piece of furniture I owned, by the way. And I put that on my bed, and I just looked at those books. Wow. Amazing. And I'd pick up that book, Discerning the Lord's Body. Wow. I can't wait till I get there. Huh? And then I pick up another book, and then another book, and then another book. And I said, well, I want to read this book. And then I look at that book, and I want to read that book. Then I was in a quandary. 
Then Brother Lonnie Jenkins, by the grace of God, came and lived at Clover, or Blaine for a while and helped Brother Biscoll. Myself, I was in the radio. And he said, I, whether over the pulpit or preaching, he said, at the end of the day, God knows which book you're taking. So don't worry about it. Just pick a book. <laughs> Just for those that were in my quandary, that's free also. You have to love this message because I'll tell you, Danny, let me ask you a question. If a prophet said that rapturing grace is in these tapes and you want to go in a rapture, what are you listening to? Huh? It's, it's, a, it's a legit question, isn't it? Is that not a legitimate question? What are you listening to? That, that's, that's over... Oh, I'm going in the rapture because I believe Brother Branham is a prophet. Do you know that many people have written books and told us that Brother Branham's a prophet and they're no more a believer than I know of anybody else? People that were campaign messengers or um, managers? Not even, not even around. Don't even believe in Brother Branham. Look at, look at this church. Empty pews. We used to pack them up and put chairs down there. Where are they? Where are they? Ask yourself the question. Saints of God, you have to have a personal, individual walk with Almighty God. Where it becomes a personal revelation. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And no devil and no machine gun or gun to your head is going to make you deny this message. You need to get there, saints of God. Young people, couples. It's not just a friendly association at a church. It's a walk with God. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. See, you're at the end of an age there. His ministry is ending. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. And we quoted John 17, 1. But he goes on to say, what about the hour has come when his bride must be taken away? What? The hour has come and time shall be no more the angel's ready to set one foot on the land and the other on the, on the sea with a rainbow over his head. The time has run out. What hour are we living in? Are we redeeming the time? And besides that, he raised up his hand and swore that time shall be no more. And you say, well, brother... Tom, Brother Branham preached the seals in 1963, and we're still here in 2023. But I want to ask you, how many of God saved last year? How many got saved the year before then? God is holding it out. Listening to me? He's holding it out for that last one to come in. And when that last one comes in, we are raptured. Period. And if you don't have a walk with God and you're not born again and you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, there is no rapture. 
I should have got a bigger amen out of that. It's serious. It's very serious. Harvard. I went to Harvard. Oof, I wasn't too impressed, actually. A bunch of old buildings. I was impressed with the tuition. <laughs> not the people. <laughs> Brother Malcolm, write this one down. No, he's not here. I'll... Sister Felicity, put it down for your husband. <laughs> tuition, $80,000 a semester. Thank you, Brother Tim. U.S. dollars. Not Mickey Mouse dollars. Huh? Amazing. Amazing that they'll pay that for a liberal arts degree. Which to me is nothing. <laughs> I had a friend who went to UBC with me and he went and took this course that says gives you 15 credits if you take it. But count the butterflies. Count butterflies? Really? I don't know. I don't think it's much better. Get a degree. Get something that will help you. Get a job. But I figured out they only go there to get married to somebody who's richer. Well, that's free too, so. You're getting a lot of free things this morning. Only rich people go there. I guess. Maybe, maybe there's some poor that get that are scholastically benefited by, what do you call them, scholarships. Harvard. Yep, I've been there. I went. MIT. I couldn't believe the Fruit Loops. I mean, nails painted, really? Wearing dresses, really? And this is the top of the ladder. This is the top of your ladder, food chain. It will take a message that you have been given to wash you from the thoughts and fragmented ideas that get pushed down your throat and you start accepting it. We don't accept it. So let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. Now this is a very powerful scripture reading we're reading. You've read it. You've heard brothers preach on it. I preached on it many times. I'd just like to break it down a bit more than I have even before. Maybe just for this service. So let open your Bibles if you don't mind. Then you can follow me and you can see where. Philippians 2 verse 5. Remember. Today. How many heard of AI five years ago? A few of us have. Because we saw it on the spectrum somewhere around there. Five years, maybe three, four years there. We got augmented reality, virtual reality, and then we got artificial intelligence. The artificial intelligence, by the way, as you sit here, is doubling every day. 
So whatever you thought you thought you knew is already doubled and you don't know. And then by the time you wake up tomorrow, it's doubled again. And it's doing everything. It, the, even the designers, they just had a big uh, powwow at, in Congress or whoever there was on a, some sort of committee. And they had Google, head guy, I don't know his name, I, uh, head guy of uh, uh, Elon Musk. Uh, all, these, all these brainiacs, all these supposed to be intelligent people. And when they come out of there afraid, I'm afraid. Not, not for me, for them. They don't know where it's going. But Stephen Hawking said a few years back, he said if it continues for another hundred years, there will be not mankind. Brother Brown makes the statement, man will destroy himself. So all sciences, you know, and we don't need their vindication. So are you with me now? Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Very plain. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And we understand through the prophet that that was in Morphe. He changed his mask. And God changes his mask. And as we preached on before, every time God changes his mask, there has to be a prophet on the scene to let you know he's changed his mask. And so we have it when God changed his mask to Abraham. We have it when he changed his mask to Jesus. There was John on the scene. Changed his mask to a pillar of fire again, and there was Paul on the scene, changed his mask in this day, and we have a prophet on the scene. So we understand that God changes his masks. And then in, in the end of mighty God, or unveiling of God, now he's masked in you. This mystery. Christ in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. As attitude is in you. His love is in you. His thoughts are in you. His actions are in you. <laughs> so it's no longer Alex, Alex that lives, but now it's Christ in Alex. And we start to see now that nature and character of God because now the hour has come, glorify thy son, that thy son might glorify thee. And as I preached, Many years ago, and you've heard it often, in his glory, in many instances, a glory of God is his opinion. The glory of his opinion. A bride without spot, without wrinkle, or with any such thing. So just stay with me now. Verse 8. And being found in fashion. Now, a few words. Just a few words there. And being found in fashion. That's huparcho. If I say that wrong in the Greek, maybe every Greek scholar forgive me. And being huparcho. That means being what he was is just a continuation of, or what he is, is a continuation of what he was. It's a being. He doesn't stop being God. 
So being found fashioned implies there is an appearance. There's a fashion. There is a a form being presented. Because that word fashion indicates that God is revealing himself only to those who he wants to reveal himself. Or shall we say to those that are his children. So being who parcho continues to be what he was before, found in fashion, schema, implying his outward appearance continues to be God. God continues to be God. There's never a time that he cannot be God. He's God. As a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. So God, when he changes himself and being what he is, he doesn't change what he is. But when he changes his form or his fashion, he's only revealing himself to those that can see God. Do you understand that? When Jesus rose from the dead, man, I'm pulling back from old services. I don't know where they're coming from. When Jesus rose from the dead, Did he go to Herod? Caiaphas? Did he go to any unbelievers? So in the resurrection, who does he reveal himself to? What a resurrection that was. (laughs) Come on, stay with me. What a resurrection this is. Hallelujah. We are in the resurrection. Hallelujah. You just didn't come to church to come on a Sunday morning and don't come on Wednesday. Saints, we are the church. That's why he said when the doors open, you're there. Why? Because that's the word of God coming through a prophet. You believe what he says? You do what he says. Oh, but I'll take my view. I'll take my reason. I thought we, we talked about that. We don't take reason. We don't take your view. I'll give you Christ's message God revealed, and now you give me a message that says, I can come whenever I want. If we're going in a rapture, I would think that you'd want to hear these brothers preach at any one of us. <coughs> at any one time. Do you know the agony? I'm sorry, Brother Stephen, we talked fellowship about this. The agony of standing here. You say, well, Brother Tom, this is what you do. This is what the brothers do. Michael, tell me, how easy is it? Mm-hmm. Not easy, is it? What you sacrifice, Murphy, Brother Tim. Sacrifice your family, your time. But you know what? We'll do it every time because we love you. And it's not our job, it's our calling. 
We don't do this for a paycheck. We do this because we love you. You know, can you imagine? And I know sister, different sisters are great cooks. But can you imagine, Sister Linda, you putting out a spread of food on the table and inviting 20 people and nobody show up? Try that here. If you want to put it down carnally, there you go. Those that only come when you want. I know jobs got jobs. People have commitments. I understand that. But when you don't, I'd be embarrassed to think that you'd be on an internet and not here supporting. Boy, this is really getting down home cooking, Murphy. Sorry. The brightest minds actually are being pushed aside by the very thing that they created. And that's what Satan does. Preston, you hold Christ high in your studies. Because everybody that's at that university want to tear you down. And if you don't think that's so, you ask that brother right there. Been there, done, done it. If you've got a godly testimony, there's demons out there want to tear your testimony down. That is nothing but the truth. The only friends you've got are friends in Christ. Everybody else, let them live their lives. They'll become, they'll go, they'll come, they'll go. But those that are the born-again sons and daughters of God are for eternity. And you young men that have money, let me tell you something. One day you might not have nothing. I don't know where the banking system goes. And you'll have friends because you've got money. But when you've got no money, you'll just be a prodigal. They'll leave you high and dry to find somebody else that has the money. If you think money is your friend, it's your enemy. Everything man designs is out to destroy mankind. Tell me, you that are so wise, how many wars have we had throughout mankind? So many we can't even number. When did Henry Ford design the automobile? Probably in the 1800s somewhere. So that's not too far ago. And there's been more killed by automobiles than all wars put together. For those that like statistics, you can look that one up too. Everything Satan designs is out to destroy you. But God sent you a prophet not to destroy you but transform you into his very image and likeness. Hallelujah. And you should thank God the resurrection came by your way. 
I know we get older. And I know sometimes we lose our zeal. But there are people that are older and have never lost their zeal. Age doesn't change zeal. Let your zeal for Christ come to the surface, young man. And don't let a silly computer game occupy the fragmented mind to destroy you. Get the picture. Satan does that to destroy you. This message came to transform you. Sure, I don't throw slides and and I and I maybe I should. Maybe that will occupy. I think they say that you get you get about another 17% um, more whatever. What is it? You can help me. Retention. Thank you very much. See, I told you. Good class. So anything that is used that's not gospel, remember this. This might be, who knows if I ever come back from the Philippines. This might be my last message. Whatever the devil designs and makes is out to destroy you. That's why you need Jesus every day. Every day. You need this message every day. You need your Bible every day. This mystery, this unveiling, this mystery, and how many of us, and your pastor was, the, as far as I'm concerned, the, one of the greatest preachers of this age. If you don't like that statement, just that's up to you. But as far as I'm concerned, Amen. tremendous. Amen. Not just a preacher behind the pulpit, but he lived what he preached. Uh huh. He gave his life, he sacrificed his family, he did whatever he did, what God called him to do. And still, you don't think at the age that Brother Biscal is at. I haven't really done that much. I said, Dad, really, really, you've done more than collectively all of us together. But this great mystery, and we know that at the sounding of the seventh angel's message, all the mystery, right, Brother Gill? We've heard that for how many years? All the mystery of God should be finished. So we're living in an age when there is no mystery. But people make mysteries. People preach mysteries. They make a mystery that's open to mystery. Then they open that mystery. And then they feel they've opened a mystery. It's already open. I'm confused. They close it. Then they open it. And then they take the credit. There's only one credit. Where I get those things from, forgive me. Ken, that's where I got it from. <laughs> you knew that arrow was coming. So now a mystery. All the mystery shall be finished. Is, is everybody right? Right? Brother Tim? Mike? Murphy? 
So the mystery, mysterion, that's what it is in the Greek, mysterion, that which was kept hidden from the world. It was hidden from the world. Revealed at a pointed time. And it was at this time God sent a message through Malachi 4 to let you know the glory of God is in your temple. That's why you can sing Shekinah unending is all I long for because Shekinah glory is in you. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are a temple. EBA, come on. You got to stick with me now. EBA, this is what we believe. That God in you, it's God in you that pulls this body subject. So let that God in you bring your eyes subject to your confession. By his stripes, I am healed. You don't go down on the amen meter because time goes on. Because Abraham was strong, giving praise. The longer it came, it got greater the miracle. Hallelujah. I might even end up bald. But the longer it goes, it will be a great, great miracle. Now, Brother Ram said in adoption, saints, listen, we can theorize, quoteize, but for every quote, there's another quote. For every thought, there's another thought. We are still gray matter. We'll present what God makes real for us. He said, Lord, I only want to speak. What you want me to speak? Not what I think I want to speak. So now, Brother Bram said in adoption, we're coming into the great hidden mystery that's been hid from the foundation. So I took you to scripture. Now I'm taking you to quote the great mystery since the foundation of the world and now being revealed. Get me? Tiffany, getting this now. Being revealed. I don't know about you, but I wasn't the brightest penny in the drawer when I went to math class. I wasn't. But when I got the concept, I got excited. (laughs) I said, I got it. (laughs) Hey, I got it. It works. (laughs) And that was fun when you got it. When you get this, it's fun. Yeah, it is amazing. So now, coming to this great hidden mystery that's been hid since the foundation of the world and now being revealed in the last days to the sons of God, you believe that are true, that the sons of God are manifested. It's a mystery that's been hidden since the foundation of the world. And we've even had ministers over this pulpit. And I can remember 20 years ago, a man standing here and telling me that now we are not the sons of God yet. I didn't jump up and say, hey, what are you talking about, man? And I, and I, 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 I thought, this cannot be happening to me. 
because I've been in Christ's ministry of God revealed since the day I got saved. And in Christ's ministry of God revealed, he says, now we are the sons of God. We've got the devil's answer. Not we will be, but we are. And in the 60s, Brother Brown said, this is a mystery that now has been unveiled was a mystery before the, before the foundations of the world, but now being revealed. It's a mystery that's been hidden since the foundation of the world, waiting now for the sons of God to be manifested. Tell me, brother. He doesn't stop there. Tell me, brother. Tell me, my sister. When was the time that the sons of God was ever to be manifested outside of the time right now? Right now. Come on, right now. Say right now. Right now. I'm to be manifested. You're to be manifested, Ruth. You're to be manifested. Manifesting what? Not Ruth. Christ. This is our time to manifest the prophecy of the word. Did Jesus find who he was in the word? Did he not take the book and open the book to his scripture? Hmm? Out, of, out, out of Isaiah, didn't he? Luke 4. And at the opening of the book, he found himself in the book. He found who he was. And the priest gave him the book. And the priest in this day gave us the book. And we found ourselves in the book. And we've taken the book and we've eaten the book and we manifest the book. We don't give excuse for our carnal behavior. So I want to do better. Lord, I want to die more. Not giving excuse, just willing to die more. Be humble more. Put on Christ more. Tell me, my brother, tell me, my sister, that the sons of God will be manifested outside of this time now. This time now, and now people make every excuse not to come to church. Their business takes them out of town, and they're gone for two and three months. That's so, hey, uh, there's brothers here that sacrifice jobs to be in church. So, how does that all mesh together? Real quiet. If you can get the church, you say, well, what's church? Church is where the word opens. And you hear Christ. And you don't want to miss a meeting because there might be a little lady running around the building that you've never experienced before. And you say, oh, that's Pentecostal. No, that's the real power of God. Uh, uh, this idea of he's Pentecostal and they're intellectual. And how about give us the whole thing? Amen. Give me the whole thing. Amen. Just give me oh, Jesus. Don't, don't exclude anything. Brother Bram said in Invisible Unit, I got it right here. Where are those uh, uh, Acts 2, tongue speaking? And I don't even want it. And he says snot and whatever, whatever, whatever. Where are those? That's 65. Well, we get educated. Give me that old-time religion. <laughs> it will make you love your brother. <laughs> ah, I didn't convince you. I got one brother with me. 
me what outside of the time now. Outside of this time, Sister Juniper. Not just sons, he said daughters. Daughters. I gave you an example two services ago where Sister Joanne was just ironing a shirt. Devil, you can't have my son. You can't have my son. It, it's, it's, it's not just a prayer of our five minute prayer. It is something in you. Give me my sons. Give me my husband. Give me my wives. Wife. <laughs> Even I caught that one. <laughs> Normally my wife lets me know those things when I arrive home. But I got it. All things are brought down. We're shaping up to the headstone, to the manifestation of the sons of God. The spirit of God coming into these men so perfectly until their ministries will be so close like Christ till it will join him and the church together. I would have loved to have been in Philip's service, Andrew's service. Every one of them had a different service. And no one time did Paul say, be like me. He says, some say you're of Paul, some say you're of Apollos, some say you're, aren't you all then carnal? You got your Andrew preachers and you've got your Stephen preachers. I just want a Holy Ghost meeting where you can be free in the spirit of God. Worship him in spirit and truth. Not just when there's a special meeting. Not when there's just a camp meeting. Mm-hmm. Yep, there come a time, Victor, you're going to have to put down Joel. Mm-hmm. And say, wife, I'm going to be my part in this service. i got to help Brother Tom preach. I'm going to run up that aisle and say, preach it, brother, preach it. Uh-huh. Sure. Not that we have to do that or do that. We don't want you to do it because you've been told to do it. But we want you to be free enough. To do whatever God tells you to do. Not going to put God in a box. Not going to put God in a box. Say it's got to be this way and it's got to be this way and it's got to be this way. Who says so? Just because you see it that way, my mountain is, I'm looking at the same mountain. But maybe my side's got some trees and yours don't. Our mountain doesn't have trees. There's no trees. What are you talking about, man? I'm seeing evergreen trees all over the place. It's not what you see. It's what the word says. So now I haven't even got to my subject. Forgive me. His mind is redemption. So we've been speaking of sonship, redemption. His mind. Let this mind be in you. Here's a wonderful quote. When I'm born of the Spirit of God, and I, 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 I pray I preach to everyone that's born of the Spirit of God. He said, when I'm born of the Spirit of God, I'm a part of God, that's all. I'm identified with him, see, that he is my Father. It's my Father. So, Brother Bram said in the message, Job, Job, the oldest book in the Bible, was supposed to be written way before Moses wrote Genesis. 
But the oldest one, the oldest thing in the Bible, did you know redemption was even before, the plan of redemption was laid out before the world was even formed? Redemption. Redemption. Not a word, a manifestation. Redeem how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by His infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redemption. If I've been born of His Spirit, I am a son of my Father. Now, I like somebody to tell me you're not the son of Evelyn Roy Ray. I can give you the gene pool. You can do the DNA. And I am indeed the son of Evelyn and Roy Ray. But the day I was born again, I came from my heavenly father. Hallelujah. God foreseeing and making a way of redemption Before he even made the world. (laughs) A lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Victor, you should have kept Joel on your knees. I'm sorry. God foresaw redemption. That's in his mind forever. When Satan caused Eve to fall, that never surprised him. It didn't take God by surprise. He knew there would be a fall. So he'd already made provision. That's my God. He sees before you have a need and he's provided for your need. Hallelujah. God knew he would fall. He made provision. I'm the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. My, the plan of salvation was laid before the foundation, before the world was ever formed. God foreseeing and making a way of redemption. The Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. That's right. Way before the world was even made. God made the plan of redemption. It wasn't something new. It was always in his mind. And once redeemed, never to go back to the slave market. Come on, in his mind, he knew you would be free. Hallelujah. He made provision, Roy, before you even showed up. Hallelujah. And now at this end time, at this particular time, full redemption was to be manifested. By who? I got three hands. Some, hmm. Hmm. You don't have to do one thing. It's by grace you are saved. Nothing you do 
He's already provided. Hallelujah. There isn't one thing you can do to amount to anything. Think about it. The plan's already made. Your redemption is already done. Hallelujah. It's been paid for. Now receive its benefits. Come on. Receive its benefits, Marilyn. It's my benefit. My family's my benefit. How many men take a job? They want to see what their benefits are first. Huh? You look at two jobs and say, what's the better of the benefits? I want to know better benefits. Yeah, do I get a health? What's my health benefit? What's my, my, my teeth benefit? I guess it's not a teeth benefit, is it? Dental. What's my holiday benefit? Oh, that's a big one. You get two weeks after this so many times, three weeks after there. I get five weeks. That's my benefit. Saints, there's benefits that comes with this redemption. And I, I, I know men in this church, when their company doesn't give them their benefit, they stand before the boss and say, you promised me this. And you got a signed contract. Come on, stick with me. And you have a signed contract. By his stripes. I am healed. Come on. Your benefit of redemption is a future home forever. Hallelujah. It's not one week, two weeks, one year, a thousand years, Brother George. We have a benefit of the streets of glory. Redemption has benefits. Hallelujah. Benefits, Satan. Let me tell you something. God did this for me. I didn't have nothing to do with this. But my, my benefit package happens to be Genesis to Revelation. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. I'll not leave my little ones behind. Not a hoof. Not a hoof. I'm in Exodus time, Brother Gil. Not a hoof. I will come to Mount Zion. I will come to Mount Perfection. I will come to that future home. That mountain is my token. Glory be to Jesus. Ah, ah. Joan and I went for a walk the other day. And they're out in the baseball field. And one of my sons was a good baseball player. And I remember getting early spring and sitting in the baseball stands and watch him pitch that over that plate and say, that's my son. Here's a grand slam. That's my son. What do you think God thinks of you? You conquered the devil yesterday, today, tomorrow. That's my daughter. 
That's my son. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. If we can do that over our natural flesh, what is God doing over you? Have you considered my little bride? Hallelujah. Oh, my. John, it sure beats the benefits, eh? Benefits of work. Those are your rightful things. But we also have a right to the tree of life. That's one right this bride does have. Amen. Pollinated by the great bridegroom tree himself. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. My, my, my. I uh, actually even thought I'd get a few mothers on their feet. Uh, you don't have to. That'd be nice. Huh? I wonder what they did in, uh, I wonder what they did when the Holy Ghost fell in, in the book of Acts. I wonder what it was. Everybody reclined in their, behind their cushions. And, I don't know. They could have. Brother Bram said one place they didn't, they weren't all on their knees praying. Some were standing, some were doing whatever. We just want always a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. Not bound or thought by the process of what I think you should do. Or any man that stands behind this pulpit. You do whatever God calls you to do. And then not criticize those that do do what they do. Coming down to a close. You've been gracious. But there's indeed benefits to this great plan that was in the mind of God before the foundation of the world of this plan of redemption of get, uh, receiving back Brother Brown said at the time of the claiming work that all that Adam lost will be brought back I want my benefits Barb it's my benefit I didn't sign up for this he signed me up he did this and he will do it every promise in that book is mine Brother Bram said in the great warrior David positionally in Christ if the believer knowed his position now, this is not something to learn in some library at MIT or Harvard or any other, Stanford or Berkeley or whatever university you want to put your n- name to. This is called the thoughts of God coming down to fallen man who've been redeemed. Positionally in Christ. So if you've been born again of the Holy Ghost, He is your father. That was a quote I just quoted. Now he says, positionally, in Christ, if the believer knowed his position, he'd have it. 
he'd have it. If they just know it. Didn't I preach? You know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Not I know by knowledge, but I know from the inner man. I know God gave me that promise. Okay. So God's great spirit is here. And his Holy Ghost is ready to fall on anybody that will believe it. That's it. Can't get any simpler than that. You don't need nobody here to tell you nothing. If you just believe it, the Holy Ghost can fall on you wherever you're sitting. Come on. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. That's your position in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Positionally in Christ. If a believer knew its position, he'd have it. God's great spirit is here. His Holy Ghost is ready to fall on anybody that will believe it. Do you believe it? And they said, amen. God has promised it. God will do it. You are in Christ. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm in Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory, a mystery, ready to be revealed at the end time. My, can you give me a few more minutes? That was a few, but uh, give me two then. (laughs) Do you believe it? God promised it. You shall receive it. You're in Christ. Jesus Christ robbed Satan of everything he had. You're in Christ. Christ in you. You have robbed everything of the devil. Come on. Mm -hmm. Not just the preacher up here that's maybe a little bit excited. But you in your pew. Because it didn't say Tom Ray. It says Jesus Christ robbed Satan of everything he had. He spoiled his principalities. He spoiled his powers. He spoiled his dominions. Hallelujah. It's not you trying to take in what I got. It's what's in me. Destroying Satan's kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not excited because I'm excited. Excited because the reality is in me. In you. And in the sister and the brother behind you and across from you. Jesus Christ. I love this, David. Jesus Christ robbed Satan of everything he had. Everything he had. He spoiled every principality. He spoiled his powers. He spoiled his dominion. He spoiled his domain. Amen. And we then thus are the subject of God's domain. Hallelujah. My, that puts the devil where he belongs. If Christ has defeated him, And Wes, you're in Christ. I remember. 
You were laying on the floor one day. <laughs> I remember those things, Brother Wes. Broke my heart as much as I'm, I'm sure it broke your wife's heart more than my heart, but it broke my heart. Laying in blood, had to go to a hospital. God raised him up and puts him in a pew. I didn't do that. His wife didn't do that. The hospital assisted, but I believe God put him back in here. Because God knew what I needed. God knew what you needed. Amen. Amen. It's a bigger picture than our own little world, you know. Rob the devil. Try to give him a bleed, bleed, bleed and everything else. Look at you. A specimen of health. <laughs> I'll take that. Amen. Why? Because it isn't, a, it isn't mind over matter. It's the mind of God. Drawing from the benefits of Calvary. Yes, sir. And being that we're now subjects in the domain that Christ is in, everything he defeated of the devil is yours. Hmm. My. The devil is down where he belongs. This is your prophet saying it. The devil is down where he belongs. Christ is your victor. You are God's Davids. Hallelujah. Get your little rock of revelation out and start turning the wheel within the middle of the wheel and let it fly. You're Davids. You're called. You're elected. You're anointed. You're positionally placed in the body of Christ by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Goliath, say it with me. Goliath, you're defeated. Abigail, that your Goliath is defeated. You say, well, Brother Tom saw my little hand go up. God saw your hand go up. That's the better thing. The devil's where he's belong. He's down there. And Christ is your victor. Huh. Christ is your victor. You're David's. You're called. You're elected. You're anointed. Positionally put in the body of Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Your Goliath is defeated. Amen. He's defeated tonight. I want to tell him he's defeated this morning. I know in whom I have believed. Oh my goodness. What miracles could take place? What miracles? Wives restored. Husbands restored. Children saved. What could happen? What could happen, saints? Take our position in Christ Jesus. His mind is redemption. And in redemption, you have benefit, Sherry. Mm-hmm. And this isn't mind over matter as our brother dear Stevens preached and said it's not mind over matter. It's faith. Yeah. 
substance faith. Musicians, please come or we'll be another while. Have you considered, Robert? Have you considered my son Job? My son Roy? Have you considered him? You can do anything you want, but you can't take his life. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Can't take the oil, can't take the wine. Amen. That's our life. Lord. Satan can't take it, saints. Stimulation of revelation, he can't take that from us. Amen. He can knock us down, but he can't take us there. And we'll bounce right back up and we'll put him down. Hallelujah. 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 All the time. When the Son of God died there, he stripped Satan of every power. This is God's thought now. Let this mind be in you. When the Son of God died there, he stripped Satan of every power, even death, hell, grave. Now, here's one I really want you to catch. This is the one I want you to catch. This is the one I want you to catch. He stripped Satan of fear. Man. Yeah. I had a lump in my body and I go, I go, oh, you know, what's, what's the first thing you think? Now, you don't say it because I don't want to give the devil any glory here. Wait, what's the first thing you think? Oh, I'm going to die. That's just me. Can't be. I, so I said to Joanne, I said, honey, what's that lump? Ah, she said, don't worry about it. And guess what? It's gone. But you think about fear, and you start dwelling on fear, and that fear causes another fear, and you start dwelling in a world of fear, and my, my doctor said, he said, if you fear it enough, it will come on you. I said, stop preaching to me. But at Calvary, glory, give him a wave offering. At Calvary, he stripped Satan of every power, of every death, of hell, the grave, the fear. He gave his children victory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Victory is mine. Victory is mine. (laughs) Hold it, hold it. Wait for the There you go. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory
fantastic, fantastic. But I want to sing that, cor- that, that verse one more time because you're going to wake up tomorrow morning. I want you to take this little message, bundle it all up, and say, I, I am a redeemed son and daughter of God. Redemption was in his mind before the foundation of the world. And in that redemption is my benefits. When I woke tomorrow, <laughs> I didn't have no doubt. I knew that the Lord sing it. Preached it. Morning stars together Two, we are God's best. The volume went down a bit. <laughs> you are God's best. He saved the best till last. Surely you don't. I mean, Brother Tim and I, we've lived our lives. Amen. <laughs> and it's been a good life. But for me, the joy as we see these young men, Jean, is there not a masterpiece you haven't preached? Michael, is there not a masterpiece you haven't preached? Murphy, that to me is Joel's army. We stand here and marvel at the grace of God. Brother Tim's masterpiece last service. Come on, we're, we're a blessed people. And then are we supposed to sing, we are God's best? I know that's a real tough pill to swallow, but it's still the gospel. Can we sing it with a little bit of more umph, okay? Joel's arm.
Well, I gotta prove Well, I've gotta prove That I'm one of children, I want Brother Victor to come up. Brother Victor, I didn't mean to pick on you. I, I wasn't a pick on. I hope you have four more children. We love you. But this is another testimony. And Lord willing, he'll be going with Brother Tim to Uganda. And I know you'll be a great testimony, Brother Victor. I just wish you were coming to me in the Philippines. We'd have a good time. Amen. Let's just close this little part of the service. Brother Victor, come on up. Lord, we're truly blessed to be in your presence this morning, Father. Lord, this is truly the greatest thrill of our souls. Lord, to come into the presence of God like this and hear your word, Lord Jesus. Father, let the words that were ministered this morning, Lord Jesus, find place and good ground upon our hearts, Lord. That they may bring forth the fruit, Lord Jesus, of your spirit, Lord. That you might grow into the stature of a perfect man, Lord. Come into the maturity of your word, Lord Jesus. Father, it will be fulfilled, O oh God, this day the scripture is fulfilled, Father, that now we are the sons of God. Father, we ask now, Lord Jesus, that you bless your people, Lord Jesus. Lord, all this would be amiss, Father, oh God, if there wasn't a people to receive it, Father. But Lord, here we stand, oh God, receivers of your word, Lord Jesus, redeemed by your word, Father. Pray you bless the word that's been spoken, Lord. Bless the day, Lord Jesus. Bless the children, Lord. The families, oh God, Lord. The teachers. Father, receiving an education, Lord, to get through this life. But Father, Lord, you bless us with a school. 
that we that our children can come into the presence of God. I pray you bless each one. Bless each family, Lord Jesus. May your Holy Spirit have the preeminence, Lord God. Strengthen Brother Tom as he's ministered, Lord. Keep him, Lord, as him and Brother Murphy, Lord, and Brother Timothy go to, go to our Philippines, Lord. I pray that you bless him, Lord. May your Holy Spirit have the preeminence in all things, Lord, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. This is a special time every year at this time. And we have our precious little ones that we hold up throughout the year. That will be going to the school. Some here and some in the States. So we want every child or young person that is going to school this year. University, college, States, Canada. Would you mind just coming up right now and standing on the platform, please? Anybody's buttons bursting right now? Amen. Now, teachers, please. Principal. We changed this little little part of this almost a tradition since last year. We wanted our teachers under the blessing. Deacons, would you please stand in front here? Ministry. We want them to know that there's a fortification. One deacon. We have two. Brother Michael, Murphy, please. Old Testament out in the wilderness they had the standards around the tent of tabernacle ox, man, eagle and lion and that's what I'm looking at right here I love God's men their children this is what we stand for children now behind them of course Mothers, the fifth gospel, you are not forgotten. We will remember you and your labor of love throughout the whole year as you support our children. Brother Michael, would you please come and ask a blessing upon the children and the parents? Heavenly Father, Lord, we are indeed so thankful that we can take this moment, Lord. Lord, as we heard this morning, Lord, the mind of man, Lord, has gone in such perversion and corruption, Lord. 
And Lord, we're desiring the mind of God, Lord. Lord, that's why we stand here, Lord, dedicating, blanketing, Lord, desiring your presence. Lord, to go with each little one, Lord, each teenager, Lord, each one in college, whichever path they would go. We desire the mind of God, Lord, to be instilled into their heart and soul. Lord, that you would place a shield about them, O God. Lord, as they would need to go through the hallways of learning and learn things for a career of such, Lord. But, O God, would you put, Lord, such a hedge. Angels, Lord, would go about them. Lord, those in universities. Lord, what a place, O God, is Satan is infiltrated. But, Lord, you still have witnesses today. Lord, that there's a children. Lord, little ones, Lord, 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds that are, Lord, carrying this gospel in their their soul and their heart. Lord Jesus, we commit them to you, Lord. Our teachers that are here, Lord, dedicating themselves. May your mind so also be impregnated into their being, Lord, that when they teach a class in the daytime, Lord, in the morning, Lord, a little devotion before the day starts, may it be from your heart, Lord. May it be from your mind, O God. Lord, that you're instilling into our children the very strength of your word, that, Lord, they can go day by day, Lord, as little Davids indeed putting the sling in their hand and the word of faith, Lord, in that sling. Oh, God, are indeed our mothers, Lord, our parents, our fathers. Lord, it's not easy to, Lord, run a home. It's not easy to be a mother in this age. The pressures of this culture, the pressures of society, Lord, trying to press, Lord, and deviate from your word. But we stand against it, Lord. Lord, and pray a prayer, Lord, of faith, Lord, and, and Lord Jesus, wisdom, discernment on our mummies and our daddies that they'd be able to, Lord, at the daytime, Lord, when their children come home, They'd be able to sense, Lord, Lord, maybe some little situation, and they could minister the word to them, Lord. Lord, a word in due season, oh God. We pray, Lord, that's what we desire. Lord, at the end of this year, Lord, we could say we're stronger than we were at the beginning because you are with us, Lord, every step of the way. Oh, God, would you, as Brother Tom has mentioned, the standards that were around the tabernacle there in the wilderness. But, Lord, what they looked at, what they surrounded was the pillar of fire. The Word was in their midst, oh, God. So, Lord, we may be here standing, gathering around, but we're gathering around your Word. Would you lead us this year, Lord? Would you guide each family this year, Lord? Oh, God, would your works and your wonders be lived and emitted through these people? Lord, our children, your families, our mothers, our fathers, our teachers, everyone, oh God, in this congregation. Lord, and those that might not have children, Lord, they're very much this family. Because, Lord, we're, we're Lord, praying and we're supporting, we're strengthening the body of Christ. Lord, not one person, Lord, every joint supplieth. So, Lord, we dedicate this year to you. We give it to you, Lord, whatever you desire to do in this year. We give ourselves as vessels that you may live through, Lord. Pour your word into our hearts that you may be glorified in Jesus Christ's name. Can we sing that chorus our pastor actually wrote? We'll not leave our little ones behind. We'll not leave. We'll not leave our little ones behind.
bless you, parents. Have a wonderful day. God be with you. Pray for us until we return. We'll see you in the rapture if we don't. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.